making move, Javante Davis. Living young, got room for patience. This a dope podcast. It ain't drugs when we move the bases. Houston, we got a problem. Taking off like the Rockets. This a three man weed coming at you with topics. Mr. the Henny with logic. Baby, showtime's back. You slow, catch up. You run a four now flat. It's imperative. Transitioning from changing the narrative. You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man week. Come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man week. We come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Oh, so, you know, we already talked about our pull-up policy, but I already know about that. <laughs> Once again, I want to introduce y'all to another episode of the Three Man Weave Podcast. This is episode 93. Did I get that right this time? No, it's 94, <laughs> bro. Shit! God! I, hey, man, I, I, all right, I'm behind, working from home, throwing me off. Episode 94. I'm about to start writing this down, because I've do. I I've been looking at it all week, so I wouldn't mess it up. This is my big moment. I'm introducing the podcast, and... I dropped the ball again. The ball. I should I should have ran it in from the eight yard line, and I I, I threw an incomplete pass. You know, oh, again, like I said, I am I am AJ discount double check Rogers fucking up it, 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 when the game is on the crunch. Who else I got with me? You know, you got your boy Cannon, which is always. I'm just trying to hold it down. Your favorite guy. You know what it is. You know, I'm the knockout champ in the hood. You know, hey, make a hill. He'll go here. He'll go here regardless, baby. <laughs> Let's get it. Y'all know this episode ninety-four. Catch us on all major podcast platforms, three man weave, Instagram, Twitter, three man weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.man. Dot gmail.com, man. Golly. We got to we gonna have to have Michelle paste that. Yeah, she's going to have to do a whole bunch, a whole bunch of work. But we do have a special guest with us today. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Talk about got it. Those, got those explosive hands. Mm-hmm. Really explosive, too. Mm-hmm. 20 fights. Uh-huh. 14 knockouts. Undefeated. Undefeated. And I've seen him drop some dudes ridiculous in the first <laughs> round like i'm talking about hit him on the chin and he made him retire the last fight last he was like you know what this ain't for me yeah I'm going to- shout out to our guard ross man we want to bring on a very very special guest heavyweight undefeated Cassius mm-hmm. Cheney, everybody let's give him a round of applause what's going on big dog What's going on, Chad? Man, hey, not much, not much, not much. Thank you for having me. You know, oh, nah, man, we we really appreciate it. We know we we got you on a tight schedule here. You know, getting ready to you know get on this flight out here. You know, getting ready to, to knock some heads off. That's what you do for a living. But how you doing, man? How's everything going? Everything good. You know, we had a good training day today. You know, it's been a you know it's been a good week. So looking forward absolutely, to it. absolutely great. So. You in camp? When's the next fight? People want to know. Man, I've I've heard March. You know, so that's that's just the mentality right now. So we we put in a lot of work. So we're taking like a few days, you know, not, just not to get burnt out or anything like that. And then we're coming right back to finish. You know, February first. 
you know, second or first. Absolutely. Have they named an opponent yet? Or are you just you just staying ready? So when they when they put when they put that name on the card, you ready to knock them down? You no, know, I'll be ready. You know, I'll be ready for whatever the challenge is. It's a little bit different now because you know everything is business more so now. You know, mm -hmm. once you get those twenty those twenty fights and stuff like that, it's more about it making sense and yeah. all this stuff. So it's a little bit difficult now than it was maybe four fights ago where you could just be like, yeah, you know, it's easier. Now that's and what COVID didn't make it any better. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to talk about. I'm glad you even you touched on that. Now you already undefeated. Like how important is it for you to protect that O? For me, I don't really, you know, it's a sport. You know, mm -hmm. to me, I wanna be able I wanna be remembered one of those guys that man when he got in there, he put it all out there. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that you remember. I mean, you're gonna remember Floyd. Yeah. But you can't really you can't really pinpoint too many like the average boxing fan can't pinpoint too many of Floyd's like dominant performances. Mm -hmm. Like the Diego Corrales yeah. and yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean Diego Corrales, he killed Diego Arturo Gotti. Yeah. You know? Like there's not too many people that's gonna be able to say like Man, Floyd is because he was so good and he and he protected the O. But now I think boxing is coming back to where like more people are interested in just fighting. But Absolutely. you got to pay the fighters for you to get for you to get those type of fights. You should pay the fighters, and then everybody will just fight. You know, so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. All right. Well, <laughs> I got. I had a question. He'll love when the best fight the best. But um, my question is, um, you debuted as a professional in 2015, um, which is only five years ago. And in five years, you've amassed 20 fights. Now, you started a little bit later than most professionals. So I want to I wanna know what, what led you to becoming a pro boxer. Man, I, I used to – I played basketball in college and stayed like I would see fights come on TV and I would just start watching them. And I used to joke around, maybe like my senior year, I started joking like, man, I think I'd be a good boxer for mm -hmm. real. Like, you know, uh, I, was, you know I was getting into a few scuffles on campus and I was <laughs> like, man, I, I can fight, man. So, <laughs> you know, you know, and another thing is like, um, you know, growing up in Baltimore, I had a lot of fights, you mm -hmm. know, and I, and I used to always fight older guys. So, and, you know, I never was, like, knocked out or nothing. I always fought, you know, and there'd be times where my mom would bring me to the, to the next neighborhood. There'd be a crowd, like, blocks, kids mm -hmm. just watching. So I always said, man, I know I can fight. You know, I know if I got the time to do it, I'm going to do it. And I was getting ready to go overseas for basketball, but I started going into the boxing gym. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, that's a wrap. Yeah. You know, it's a wrap, you know, and that's all she wrote. So let me ask you this, you know, after you've gotten into some, you know, some scuffles and being in the ring, although your case is a little bit different because you what, 6'6"? Six, six? <laughs> yeah, but, I'm about 6'5", 6'6". So let me ask you this. If you could go back in the future, what would you have told Nate Robinson before he got in that <laughs> ring? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> I would have told him for real. real. Not to, not to do it because, like, I had got a call. One of my boys is real close to him. And he had told me, like, Nate Robinson in the boxing ball. And I was saying to him, yo, you should come down here because you're going to know 
you're going to get to know if you want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's the that's the thing. Like everybody gonna to want to do it, but you want to know coming down here and training here or training in Baltimore that, oh man, I don't want to get hit. I don't like that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. He got that. He had the street fight mentality. The yeah. way he taught him, he was like. I'm gonna slam you. Mm-hmm. You can't slam it into a glove. Can't scoop. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can't scoop somebody waiting for you to run at him, you know. And so I just think it was like he just wasn't in no boxing environment. He stayed in Washington, you know what I mean? There ain't too much boxing out there. Yeah. So that's you know, the- that's where they bring us for for nationals. So we not around people. Okay. Not, not, you know, so that's that's part of the game, though. So I've been looking at your, your, a lot of your past fights, and what I notice is out of your 14 knockouts, a lot of those knockouts are brutal, right? And so this is, this is what I've never had a chance to speak to a boxer. So you're the first boxer. I mean, I've spoken to boxers, but you're the first person that's had these brutal knockouts like this. So I want to know, like, is there a feeling of gratification when you knock someone silly like that? Or is there a moment of remorse like, worried about this man's well-being like how do you feel in that moment when you completely knock somebody out of the ring like that i mean i guess the politically correct answer would be yeah you should nah, we, don't want, we don't want that we don't want <laughs> that nah, but yeah but but, but nah because like all the training and stuff and then all you go through the fight you know it's like i just know i don't need to speak for myself i just know that i wouldn't feel I would be mad if I lost. Like I would be mad from a competitive standpoint. I would be I would be upset, but I wouldn't be like, dang, I feel bad. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't really feel bad that because they trying to knock me out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if they mm-hmm. can, if they can knock knock off an undefeated guy, they gonna jump around the ring and they gonna make you want to fight him more. So I just know that you know, yeah, I'm just more like I don't know if it's gratifying, but it's like, yeah, I. And all this work, mm-hmm. the sparring, the sparring is the hard part. Like, and then you get in there, and you got tens on, and then you, you catch a guy cold. And like, oh shoot, man! <laughs> I mean, but Bro, the dude that went out the ring, yeah, the dude went out the ring, that was different because he had been talking trash for like years, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, thank you. That's where, that's where, that's where the anger came from. Like, okay. that's why I celebrated out of like because he had been talking trash for years, and then you know, look. It ain't my job to make sure he trained. Mm-hmm. That's how he right. always fought. You know, yeah. he, he had just fought two undefeated guys before that, and he got a decision in New Hampshire, so he really won because mm-hmm. he, he lost he lost a, a unanimous majority decision um, or draw, actually. So he came into my fight saying, look, man, I'm going to beat him up. This is who I wanted to fight. This is who I, he wanted to fight me for two or three years. Mm-hmm. So when all that happened, man, and, and him saying that, he had a body bag waiting for me and all mm. that. So when he went out the ring, that's what all the like, body bag them for real. Be careful, what you, yeah. be careful what you ask for out here, man. You want it for two yeah. years? You got it. Right. <laughs> with with yeah, with him talk with him talking so much trash, the way you knocked him out and it going viral, is that one mm. of your most satisfying knockouts? Man. Uh, that's one of them. I mean, Madison Square Garden was good. Cause that was yeah, awesome. gotta be. But I would say, I would say the ring one was because like it's not too many people that that happens to, like like that. Like he yeah, went right. all the way out. Yeah, that was. And honestly, <laughs> the game be wrong like that. They joined over when he came back in. 
I was like, this dude crazy, man. I'm happy. I'm not. But that's but in my head in that moment, I was like, I'm gonna really have to. I'm gonna really have to like, like. All I would think about was like, kill him, like, because mm-hmm. he was getting back in there, and yeah, I felt right. like this should be over. Yeah. And I just threw like a light punch, and he was just off balance anyway. So, yeah. I, you know, it worked out for him. Yeah. So one of one of my favorites because I've actually uh, I saw you fight at uh, Foxwoods. I believe, uh, I believe it was Foxwoods Out Casino. Uh, Mohegan, 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 Mohegan. Mohegan, Mohegan, yeah. Uh, it was yeah, me yeah. and Ross, actually. Um, I saw you fight there, and then I also happened to watch you fight Nick Jones. That Nick Jones, that Nick Jones knockout, that was, it, it was literally perfect. It yeah, was like, it, was it tapped his chin, yeah. and it was like, it was over. Like, I want to ask you, because me and Hill have always had this debate, we've had one person <laughs> on what do you feel would be the most satisfying way to knock someone out with a punch straight to the chin and they go instantly instantly to sleep or that liver shot where they still coherent but you just know you just took everything out their body oh man uh uh they that's tough man because they both hard punches to get through mm-hmm. like to hit somebody right on the chin is hard to do but i would say I would say the, the on the chin because that, that's hard to get up from. Because look, because look, if you hit somebody to the liver, when you hit somebody to the liver, most of the times guys, honestly, I think, yeah, sometimes guys get, get, get touched there, like their ribs or something. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's such a hard shot, they're not able like to stay calm and get up. Mm-hmm. I think some of that is just calm, mental, like calmness, you know, like. You know, you can get up from that, but when you get hit on the chin, man, sometimes you just them dudes be out. Punch drunk, like yeah. They Especially when you're dealing That's with heavyweights. Mike Tyson was so good. Yeah, I mean, when you're dealing with heavyweights, it's kind of different. Um, we had Jaleel Major Hackett on here, who's a um, that's my dog. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. we like had him. We had him up here, man. and he was saying that um, well, he gonna debut. He's trying to debut at 147, so he was saying like the body, the the body punch is his go-to because, like you said. It's hard to get. It's hard to get a clean punch on the chin, and people are so normally so focused on protecting their chin that they leave their body open. So that's been his go-to in his amateur career. Um, but it's good. To, it's good to hear that you said that. But a heavyweight has so much more power that it's like if I was a heavyweight, I probably would want to get the chin knockout too. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Well, most of the time with heavyweights. Cause we so, cause we so much bigger. It's hard to drop us to the mm-hmm. body. Right. Even Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson went to the body so hard, but he got guys when they folded. Mm-hmm. He never went down. Mm-hmm. He always folded them, and so I guess that's something I gotta keep keep working on. Like, cause I got good body shots. I just gotta start understanding. Like when you go down there, most of the times guys gonna feel it. So don't mm-hmm. don't get away from it. You know what I mean? And uh, just keep working on it. You got some here? Now, the fact that you started off, like, at a later age and you're still actually learning, so it's actually you're progressing as you're getting older, like, is it is it time? Do you feel that it's going to be time? Because we you're, – you're, you're around our age. Right. Like, around the golden age of the heavyweights. Now, I'm the casual boxing fan. Now, is it time – like, is the heavyweight division ever going to come back for what it once was? Man, I'm gonna be honest, man. I always that's part of what I was saying about 
now being at twenty fights, the business is business of it is like <laughs> boxing. Boxing could get back to that right now. This is a perfect time for mm-hmm. guys like me. Guys like uh, I mean, at least to name a few Americans like Stephen Shaw, Damani mm-hmm. Rock, Mike Michael Coffey, uh, uh, the little big baby Miller. Yeah, and yeah. Jermaine. Like, it's, it's like it's like the perfect time for us to start saying like, yo, you know build our profiles coming up but like when you with this promoter and then you with this promoter and then you with this one it's like everybody just is just separated you know yeah. what i'm saying nobody really that. like the the vision the vision for boxing in america is bad yeah it's bad yeah. it's mm-hmm. like it's really bad like so you see the pvc fighters everybody know them mm-hmm. if you see the if you see the espn fighters you only know a few right you know yeah. tell female yeah and Tyson Fury's with them, you know. It's only, but it's just because like every promoter is just separated, so it's it's hard to like just push their fighters, you know, and build build a profile. You but, know what I mean? It's it's. But why is that? Why is it separated when it seems to be so much of an influx of money in boxing? So if if the purses are so huge, why can't two promoters come together and find a midway point? Why they is- do. They do only when it. You're right, but they do only when it's a massive, a massive thing. You know, like I don't know, man. I really, I always, I always be thinking that, man. Like what you just said. It, it might, it, it happens for uh, Floyd and Pacquiao, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson and Len- Mike Tyson, and Lennox Lewis, Tyson Fury, and you know, then it might happen. But when you got good prospects coming up in the in in the coming up, like myself and others. You should build that profiles like sort of like sort of like what PC did with the Danny uh-huh. Garcia at the yeah. time and uh-huh. Tank and Tank. They they build that profiles yeah. up and then you then they said go ahead everybody fight each other. Yeah. yeah. But you not you not even think about Danny Garcia loss because you like all the work he done he put in back then he he put in work he was getting wins and he was fighting everybody. Yeah, Sean he was. Porter. I used to he be a fight, fan of him. He was Danny. fighting everybody. So yeah, like that's boxing though over here. It's different, man. UK, you can get five, six losses and still have, uh, you know, fifty thousand people coming to see you fight. Cause Absolutely. They just, they just want, they just okay. They just love the fact you fight. Do you, do you think that's why UFC has gotten so big now? Because there's one like really governing body. I know there's Bellator and stuff like that, but as far as the top fighters, people want to see ufc fighters and there's no other promotion company that really has to pit them against another fighter so if the people are saying i want to see conor mcgregor versus you know dustin poirier regardless of how many losses either one of them have have they normally get the fight that they get those fights do you think that's why ufc has taken over you know as far as you know i would say mainstream I, i think i think Boxing still has the bigger purses per se for their bigger fights, but just yeah. as far as views, I think people the popularity of UFC has to overtaken it because they get the fights that they want when they want them. Do you think? Right. Do you agree I with agree, that? I, I agree with that in a sense, right? So a loss. So Conor McGregor when he started blowing up, he already had a loss. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not pushed to the forefront like he lost. They don't care. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like for, man, it's crazy for us. For like, for the, like the black fighters, especially yeah. just being real, just being real. It's, it's you got to be flashy. You got to be this. You got to be that. And then you got to not lose. And then you, it's, it's like all this stuff. 
compact together, you know, because it's not that many guys that just clean cut and just out out of, out the way. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, you know, and that's controversy a, sells. Yeah, I was, and so that that leads me to a, a good point, a good question that I have for you. With that, seeing you know, kind of Floyd. A, B, Tank, do you think that it's possible for a black fighter to be a star and not be looked at as the bad guy? In America? <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty yeah. much it. No, 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 I think I think it is. I think it is. You just got to you gotta be that way from the jump. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be like Wilder. Mm-hmm. Wilder, the, the American public didn't gravitate to him from the jump. Like they, like they may have should have, you know, right? Um, mainly because he was a different type of uh, outspoken, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Like he was, he was different from Floyd, AB, and and Javante. You know, one those those are smaller guys. So, right. in a weird in a weird kind of way, America accepts smaller figures. Mm-hmm. Like, you, when you when you big and you like when you're a big person and you and you come across like you. Like you brash, people are more like, yo, I'll, yeah, you feel a little bit more like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to do business with this dude. So I think I if you're coming there from the jump a certain way, <laughs> yeah, like, it's real though. Like when you smaller and you talk and you talk trash, people think it's like, yeah, like, it's cool. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, all right, yeah, you want to see. Like AB still want to sell out until he get knocked out. And he probably will never get knocked out because he's good enough to, He's good. Like, yeah, he's good. Yeah. But that's just how boxing is, man. It just, it just, a, it, it's different here. But that's why right now I think it's a perfect time for guys like myself and other guys to start really like speaking up on it and and building our profiles up to make massive fights here. And then we, and then go after you know whoever we got to go after. So who do you want to go after? Like, who's that fight that you want? That was going to be my next question. Yeah, that's a good question, man. That was going to be my question. Um, a, fight, a fight that I would really, really like. Man. Okay, you know what? There's a fight that I really like because he beat me in amateurs. My last loss was Jermaine Franklin from, uh, from okay. Detroit. I, I like Jermaine okay. That's a fight Franklin I really too. would like. Um, but, again, like that's we both 20-0. And it got to be right, you know. Like mm-hmm. I understand I, his team, understand that it got to be right, and I'm saying it got to be right, you know. So I think that's a fight that I would really like, you know. And uh, you know, there's some other ones out there. Saying Huey Fury, but he's in the UK. There's some guys out there that that help me build my profile that are good step up fights, you know. Just mm-hmm. I just want like a, a good step up fight where somebody that's durable that's been in there that gives me that experience joey DeWaco, you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's good yeah. fights out there that make mm-hmm. sense for me you know so we, we'll see a good you know guys that right. are good we'll yeah see. definitely and so and so with uh you know with COVID, i know usually you fight around three to four times a year and i know COVID has kind of threw a wrench in some things has do you think COVID has also messed up you know, the progression in your career allowing you to kind of get those step up fights and really get to the, the, the top tier of, of your of your division? Uh well, yeah, in a way, because like everybody had fights probably planned, you know, so like right. Wild Wilder Fury three probably would have happened if it wasn't for for COVID already. And then whoever won that was already talking about fighting Joshua, you know, mm-hmm. but now they're gonna be legal battles. 
So it's 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 so much it's so much like it's like a clog jam at the at that top tier right now. And then for us, for like myself and then guys that are undefeated, that's what I'm saying. Like it's the perfect time for us if we if we're in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Like if we're in the if we're being pushed to the forefront to build the profile, you know, because I got a lot of support. I got a lot of like real support. So and I'm sure other guys do too. That's why you just gotta really build it up now because nobody's doing nothing but watching TV at home. Yeah. First time. Absolutely. One of our guys, Eric, he has a question for you. He wants to know what motivates you to fight. What gets you in that that mentality to go in the ring and like you said, not have any remorse and really try and, and, and take somebody's head off. Oh man. Um just the training, man. Just having to run in the morning, having to go to the track and keep up with little guys. Mm-hmm. Just that burn, man, running in the heat. Or I used to run in the cold. I used to run in blizzards and stuff, man. And mm. Ross would tell you when I was an amateur, I was driving. Ross would tell you I was driving you know, an hour and, what, 15 minutes one way to the gym every day for, wow. for two years, you know? Dedicated. So, it was like, okay. so it was like all that stuff, man, just like, it just built up, you know, so. You know, this is part of it. So let, let me put you on the spot a little bit. I want your pound for pound list. Uh-oh. Top five pound for pound. Pound for pound. Top five. I'm a little biased with pound for pound. I, I get you. We I can believe, take your bias list. I believe, all right, because I believe heavyweight should be in a pound for pound. Absolutely. Because they in a one-shot, they in a one-shot kill division. One-shot oh, kill. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, Pound for pound, all time or right now? Right now, right, right now. now, right now. All right, right now I'm just gonna go all based off mega fight. So I'm gonna say, oh man, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. no order. I'm just gonna say Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm saying Anthony Joshua because he beat Klitschko. So yeah, he was in no, a, he did. Uh, Ty, Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Um. I gotta throw Wilder in there because one shot kill, man. And then I'm gonna say, um, dang, dang, uh, man, uh, who else been in hard fights so far? Right, so, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say Teofimo. Okay, he'll like that. And, and I, yeah, yeah, I see Teofimo, and, and, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go ahead and say. Dang. Tank. Okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. No, no, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Y'all tricked me. Terrence Crawford. Thank you. Hold on, Cash. But it's tricky because I'm biased because I put three heavyweights. But that's cool. I don't care. I don't care, Cash. You got a top. You, Cash, you got a top five, and I don't hear Canelo's name. That's true. No, I nah, I, I, I can't. And this is the only reason because I what? like Canelo. This is the only let, reason let, I'm yeah, not picking Canelo in there. Cause look, cause look, Canelo's fight so far, like he he's been he's either been the bigger guy or he's always had the advantage so far. Like the last fight, dude took the fight on like two weeks, man. Like true. But nah, the Danny, but the Danny Jacobs fight was was a good fight though for Canelo. All right, Danny. Yeah, I give him Danny Jacobs. I give him Triple G. Yeah. The triple, the two Triple G fights were close, man. Yeah. But remember, oh, he moved, he moved oh, up to fight Triple G. Huh? He moved up to fight Triple G when Triple G was the most feared dude in the game. Where is Errol Spence? Canelo already big. Yeah, that's what Errol Spence would be in. Errol Spence, 
Obviously, it's time for pound five, but I put three heavyweights in. Yeah. Okay, then, right, okay, so like, okay. I'm good now. I'm good. Yeah. Now. Okay, because I've I've been saying I want to see an Errol Spence and uh, Canelo fight because yeah. Errol Spence is a big Errol Spence always been a big welterweight. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can hear you. You good? I can't hear you. Oh shit! Because mm-hmm. Cash is a matter of fact. Okay, can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? Because I definitely want to ask you a tough question. Because I don't think I, I can't. can't hear uh, you. Oh, damn. Well, I mean, I got had to catch a flight anyway. We you know we can, you know we could do this again. Um, you could uh, try to bring them. You could try to log them off and bring them back on and see if we could catch them again. AJ. All right. Hopefully we can catch him, but um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this, AJ. While we while we doing it, <laughs> there was no Lomax on that list, man. Nah, nowhere, that, nowhere to be found. Fine. That's fine. Can you nowhere hear us? Nah, he good. Hey, hey Eric, you, you 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 gonna quit talking about us in these technical difficulties? That's, that's not us, man. That's it's not, not us. us. It, it don't be us. He's at a gym. I, you know yeah. they don't have the best internet at the gym. Come on, there you now. go. He, he trying he trying to come back in. Can you hear us? Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right, perfect. My bad. Well, what I like, I want to ask you a question, and I want to ask you about a fighter, because I think this would be a really good fight for you because it's two knockout artists, two extremely you know large human beings. Um. And I think that you guys both would be able to, you know, put on a good show. Um, I want to see you and F.A. Ajakba. Like, That's two, two heavy hitters two, right two, there. Two man. giant heavy hitters. Whew. Like, I, I think that I think that's really one. Like, that would vault you to that next level because people want to see that that's something that brings the heavyweight division back it's not you know as much you know as much as he did you know the ruiz and areolas and stuff like that we don't want to see heavyweights that look like you know plumbers we want to see heavyweights that look like something that you know has been sculpted like yeah. the, like the, the greek gods and, and stuff like that you get what i'm saying and yeah. so that's why we want like I think that's what really needs to bring that heavyweight back, you know, the heavyweight division back because you see it with Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, and, and he- Fury I- now. And even and Fury. And Fury now. But what like what he was saying with black fighters, a black like black American champion, like like black people love the heavyweight division. That's what we wanted. We wanted to see Tyson. We wanted to see Holyfield. We you know, because we, we remember Ali. We remember Joe Lewis. We remember, you know, Liston. And so I think that's what could really bring American boxing back to, you know, the actual peak. I know the 147 is the glamour division and Floyd, he brings all the money, you know, and then you got Bud, you got Arrow. But we want to see giant human beings that don't like they're not five, five, nine, 147 pounds that look like us. We want to look we want to see something that we're in awe of. And I think, hey, man, like. You need to sign the three-man weave promotions. We're gonna make that happen for you. <laughs> oh, I think I know. I, I like I like that fight. I, I I do. I like that fight. I like that fight for me. I think that uh, he got some things that he do really well. That, right. That that he probably do more discipline than me, but mm-hmm. I think that I'm I'm much more creative. 
I'm much more okay, of a, on the, I'm, I'm way more on the fly. Like I'm way, I'm, I'm much more awkward. And I think his style would make me more, more creative and more awkward than what he made, what people may see already, mm-hmm. you know, cause some of the guys are full. I really haven't had the chance to have to be like, like in trouble. Just, Really, yeah, really, like, right. except, and literally, like, except that's what I thought. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe, except when I fought um, um, John Bolden. That, that dude came out with throwing fire. Like, <laughs> that was the only fight I was like, all right. Yeah, but that fight, I needed it because it was like, all right, I'm, this is heavyweight boxing. Like, don't, like, stay calm, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And to give to FA a job as credit, man, like, it's not too many. I can say for him, he he's gotten off the canvas and won. So yeah, I remember that. You know, yeah, I give him credit for that because there's not too many guys that are able to do that. So I think for for that alone it would make for a good fight between me and him. It would just again just have to make sense for both sides, I guess. You know. Oh, 100%, 100%. So would you say to date that Bolden has been your toughest fight? Um, uh, in that moment, yeah, it was the toughest fight. Yeah, because that was two undefeated fighters. Like, yeah, I mean, no, nah, no, nah, he he had a few losses, but he he only had been stopped by Brian Jennings. Okay, you know, but in that moment, it was because I had just like I was like preparing for him, like I was preparing for a, a Joshua Fury. I was just like doing so much, and I remember the night before the fight, man. Literally, I was like, man, I'm probably gonna get knocked down tomorrow, man. Really? I just just how I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like. I just felt like just beat up, like mm-hmm. you know, and so the littlest punch that he threw, it did it knocked me down because mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't even no hard punch. He just threw it good in it. So I said, you know, he gonna have to he gonna have to finish me to win, mm-hmm. you know. What right. I'm saying? And and uh, he was like on the verge of quitting if it wasn't for his coach. I think Zab Drew, the dad, was his coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's not for his father, to pushing him like, yo, go out there and finish the round. He was about to quit because I if I was still the pain. I know he was failing. <laughs> Putting the beats on him. Yeah, and so, I know he was failing. So what's your what's your average like training day look like? For me, right now is like get up at eight. Uh, I mean, not including heat. So like seven, seven thirty, I try to eat. And then I go at eight. We do conditioning, so that could be like you know mobility stuff or a lot of uh, you know quick reaction. You know, mm-hmm. or heavy or, or lifted, mm-hmm. and then uh, from from there we come back to the gym, and I'll be ready for training like at eleven, like boxing training here, and then uh, at night we're supposed to just do like some type of cardio, so that could be running, riding a bike, walking, or shadow boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, we just so that'd be three, and then in between, you know, the hardest part is not really the training so much as eating. Yeah, you know, that's that's where you're gonna you know put on your muscle and burn burn the calories so eating trying to keep up with the food and the water intake is the hardest right so i do want to ask you this because i'm from cincinnati so i grew like i'm, I'm from you know I, I i've been around adrian Bronner, you know and, and and watched him come up as some other cincinnati fighters do you stay in fighting condition even when you're not in camp you know what i pretty much do because i i mean it's not hard for me because I don't drink or smoke. Yeah. So oh, wait, it's a little really? bit easier for me. Yeah, it's easier for me. It's more so really watching what I eat because if I start eating like 
certain stuff, it do take me out of it a little bit. Like if I eat pizza or something, man, it's going. Hey, man. Because you go on, you, you go, and then you go on wings, and, mm-hmm. and then you go on a burger. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> then you gonna be like, hold on, or you be like, eat the pizza. You like, oh, I just burned that off. Hold on, I can get a burger tomorrow. Facts. That happens to me all the time, man. That happens to me all the time. Yeah, that's my so, issue. Now, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I, hey, I feel you, dog. So now so, I just try to get myself like one day, one day, right. one cheat day. Did you not drink? You know, did you not drink and watch your eating before you became a boxer, or was or was that really what made you want to become dedicated because of the hard work that you put in? Once you started training, you didn't want to kind of ruin that, even was even when you weren't fighting. No, you know, I always wasn't. I never drink or smoke. You know, I, I drank one time in college, man. I was like, I was like, that's enough for me. Um, as far as like. As far as like the eating thing, man, like I've always been into that, but mm-hmm. you know, more so now I understand it. Like in college, you don't understand it. You know what I mean? You got a pool, you got the meal card, so you only can get certain stuff. You know, it's like too many rules, so you only can eat what you get, what you gonna get. You know, um, now I understand it a little bit more. Like what works for me, what don't, you know, all that type of stuff. So it's it's it's, it's more of a science now. Okay. Now, I just want to ask you about a, a, a up-and-coming fighter. Um, been asking a lot of people about him. What do you think about Devin Haney as a fighter? Uh, talented, man. He's good. He's real good. This this the only thing I tell people about Devin Haney. Devin Haney, for him to be so young, he's so he's been around boxing for so long, he already boxed. He already boxed like an older Floyd, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, to to many people is not exciting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not as ex- it's not as exciting because he he mature and he box and not get hit. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so it's going it's going it's going to take somebody that like Tail Timo or mm-hmm. like Javante or maybe Ryan Garcia to bring some excitement mm-hmm. to his type of fight. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But if he fight if he fights Javier Fortuna, that's going to be a good fight. Be a Fortuna. Yeah, Fortuna put it, the pressure on. Really, yeah, and he awkward. Yep. That's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be interesting. But I think he's good, man. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see again when all this stuff open up. Um in that division and the heavyweight division, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I'm hoping the heavyweight division come back, man. I'm I'm definitely hoping we hoping to see you um, you know, in one of those big name fights, man. You can get the FA fight yeah. and then it catapult to, you know, into the into the big boy status, and, and we're gonna support you all the way, man. We got a supporter, we got a supporter, it, supporter Eric said, What's more satisfying victory, a knockout or a unanimous decision? Uh, that's that's tough, man. It depends how early the knockout is. I mean, sometimes it's like a, it is like a relief if you get one like in the first round, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh man, I can't. All right, cool, but a unanimous decision if you go to all rounds. You say you got those rounds under your belt. Mm-hmm. So it depends, you know. Like for me, I would like to get eight rounds under my belt or ten rounds, you know, to be able to say I've done it. But if it don't happen and I'm and I'm the reason that it don't happen, I win, I don't care. You know, right. Because so. that's one thing I wanted to ask you about, like, you know, as far as, you know, continuing to move up in talent and, and, and you know, and, and, pushing, and pushing your levels as a boxer. Do you want to start getting to those later rounds and trying to see, you know, where your conditioning is at and stuff like that before you really start to uh, kind of 
keep going or you think that when when that when that time comes, whatever happens, happens? I'll be ready for it because, you know, the coaches here, um, all the coaches here, they're very demanding on that. You know what I mean? That's that's the hardest part, sparring Tim Round. I mean, I was sparring Tim Round still in, like, straight crap, you know. Mm. But I would say, like, I, that's why I'm saying I would like a, 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 like a durable opponent, mm-hmm. somebody that makes me think a little bit um, before moving on to that. You know, just to say I went to eight or I went to – I went to ten round. If it, but if it don't, then that ain't on me. Yeah. You know, but there are guys. There are guys out there that yeah, that make that make perfect sense. You know what I'm saying? And it's just about putting those fights on. Right now, a lot of a lot of the stuff that's going on right now in boxing, man, here is it's crazy. So we have to see what happens. All right, I know. I know we gotta let you go soon because you got a flight to catch. But I got one more question for you. Yeah, yeah, bro, you six, you you six six. How the hell do they find sparring partners for you? Like they don't just make humans like you. Who do you spar with? Well, I got the number one Puerto Rican guy here, Carlos Negron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's real good. I got uh, another heavyweight, Edwin Alvarez. He's six and zero. Luis Ortiz okay. is six four. So I'm I'm around big heavyweights, you know. Mm-hmm. But they okay. are hard as well as the like. And some, when I first came here, I had to spar all of them, like, back to back to back. They were throwing yep. me in the fire. And it was, mm-hmm. man, it was hard, man. Just the heat alone was hard. So. I can, I oh, can absolutely. Only, I, can I can imagine. imagine. So, I learned it. Yeah, it was crazy here. It was crazy. So, yeah, they, they got they got sparring. You can get it. Absolutely. After listening to you, I already know to solve all your fighter, you know, your next fight um, problems. Mm-hmm. Go back to your original promoter. Your mother. Yeah. Your yeah. mother. <laughs> you said your mom was taking you all around the neighborhood. And the blocks and you were yeah. She'll handle all these yeah. fights. She'll get your hefe. She'll get yeah. your hefe. Bring your mom's back yeah. and you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <well. laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, she was doing it, man. So, so, you know, that's why I always say, like, when, when I'm sparring training, I'm way more nervous than I ever am in a fight. Like, when I go in the ring, I don't even think about it. I'm like, I'm, I've been doing this since I was little. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. so, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. yeah, yeah. It's no, it's no issue. But when you sparring and then you sparring, you don't know when it's going to end. It's up to the coach. Yeah, you know, it's up to. <laughs> I respect it. that. It's up to the coach. He, yeah, he may ask you, "Oh, well, how you feeling?" He don't really care. He just wants you to score. You know. Yeah. He, right. So that's that's the hard part. Sparring is like the hardest thing. So, yeah, it's part of the game, though. I understand, man, but uh, we understand you got to catch a flight, so we're going to go ahead and let you go. Make sure you don't miss that flight. We don't want you to blame that on us. And once again, man, nah, we thank nah. you for joining us at the Three Three Man Weave Podcast. You're welcome back anytime. Anytime. And we definitely going to keep our, thank you so we definitely keeping our eyes on you. Let the people know where they can find you at. Uh, you can just find me, Cash and Chaney, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or, or Facebook. All right, man. We thank you again, and we definitely going, like I said, we watching you. We looking forward to that next fight, man. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, Cassius Cheney. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Man, that, that was, was good. That was good boxing talk, man. Y'all know I nope. love boxing talk. Absolutely. No Lomachenko in sight on the power. I'm trying to tell you, man. Look, was, he agreed with a lot five. of stuff, that, but he agreed with a lot of stuff that I five. said. He, he had to go back and put Bud on his list. He, he left Lomachenko off. He, he liked my guy Devin Haney. 
All you the like the knockout. That... You like the knockout over the kidney. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now we one for one. Hey, you talking about one for one? Once again, shout out to our guy Ross, been a loyal supporter from yeah. the jump. Hey, that's you know big, Ross. That's big, right there. You know, he plugged us in. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out, get shout out to my guy. Mm-hmm. I got on, I got on my Kobe shirt. You know, R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Kobe. You know, it's the anniversary of his, you know, the untimely man, death. I, I remember that. Epi- I remember recording that, recording that episode after that shit happened, mm-hmm. man. That shit. Like this shit ain't fun, <laughs> you know. Doing, doing that Kobe episode. I remember doing that Nipsey episode. Yeah, those episodes is never fun. And then you know, I got Kurt coming up soon too. So yeah, so you know we're gonna have to do something big for. Um, I probably put up my um, my Kurt shirt for that one. Yeah, nah, yeah. absolutely. Put up my Kurt um, shirt for that one. But yeah. you know what? What is fun? Ooh, I'm, thank you. Talking about Aaron Rodgers' ass losing. <laughs> exactly. Such exactly. a bad man, huh? He's such a bad man. Hey, they've been having so many excuses. It's been disgusting, man. Hey, thank, thank you, bro. Thank it's you, bro. They can clearly bro. see I'm hating. They can clearly see I'm hating. Oh, absolutely. You but I'm, I'm hating. Of course, I'm. I'm but, a cowboy fan. I'm going to hate Aaron Rodgers. No, one hundred percent. It's this. I. I trust me. I know. Yeah. Back. Look. Hey, I ain't even gonna say his name, but. And what what I've come to realize is we've all like we've all said this before, but when it comes to those great quarterbacks, when they lose, they got all the excuses as to why they lost. Like, cause like as much as you know, even even still, Tom Brady, we 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 praise him up. Remember, it was a decade when Tom Brady he he went you know ringless. He won those early ones, and a whole decade had passed, mm-hmm. and nothing happened. And every single season it was, well, he didn't have this. Well, he didn't have that. He didn't have this. They made all the excuses for him. And I, I, I don't understand, you know, why we can pick and choose when we want to give people excuses. Why can't we be consistent? Why can't you just say you didn't show up bro, in the clutch? You makes, fucked up. That makes too much sense, bro. You you really expecting people to be consistent? Yeah, we gonna hold y'all accountable. That's all I ask. We're gonna hold people accountable. Because I don't even I don't even hate Aaron Rodgers. I actually like Aaron Rodgers. I you know, me and Hill, we debate Aaron Rodgers, you know, in in in, in the three man pre production meetings. <laughs> but hey fam, you got eight yards. Run that know? shit. But you know I don't say nothing crazy about Aaron Rodgers. Like, of I course. Say, I, like, I actually like his game. And like you say, he's the – if I had a – you know, if I had a creative quarterback, it probably would be him. You know, I I love him. He just, you know, burnt my team. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I want to talk about this, what Eric just said. Bet if it was Jameis or Cam, it would have been all about them losing the I, game. I, absolutely. And that was one of my points I wanted to bring up, Eric. When it came to the statements that Aaron Rodgers made, mm-hmm. and everyone was just like, "Well, he yeah. just lost the game. Yeah, he, Cam you know, he, that. He, he just no Cam. Remember how they killed that. Cam after that? Like they after that that Broncos loss, he didn't jump after that fumble, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's not. He's not a competitor. He's a sore loser. He's a big baby." And what but, and what man, I say doing that one? They teach quarterbacks not to jump on fumbles like that, like. Drew Brees, after Drew Brees, <laughs> don't jump on fumbles. Bro, don't don't, don't make a tackle. They told Man. my quarterback not to jump on fumbles because 20, your arm, you can break your arm that way. 20, like they, they take, they teach you, hey, bro, look, run off the screen, run like look like you're running and get away from that shit. Get away because from I, I like I remember 2015 
Bengals versus Steelers. Andy Dalton throws an uh, interception on a screen to Gio Bernard. And I'm like, no! And he goes, makes a tackle. Breaks his thumb. Mm-hmm. Not for the rest of the season. Like, like your position, like, they've, they've proven, they've shown you that your position is, too, like, entirely too valuable to have you out here thinking that you are Bill Romanowski. Sit your ass down somewhere. And that's what Cam did. But yeah. the funny part, let's bring it back to Aaron Rodgers. The funny thing about Aaron Rodgers is that you got three turnovers from um, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And you did and nothing capital, with him. Didn't capitalize. You didn't do nothing with him. You get to the red zone numerous times, and 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 we text during the game, and I'm like, boy, Matt LaFleur calling some plays, boy. Like, Absolutely. These are some plays, and they just wasn't executing. Now, I'm not about to bash him and, like, oh, he's so trash and, and no all that, word. but I'm just saying, like you say, y'all pulling out of y'all cake. Y'all pulling out y'all cape for him and act like he ain't had no, like, like he ain't had no, you know, no. What I will say this, though. Matt LaFleur, just like Tom Brady was balling in the first half, so so was Matt LaFleur with his play calling. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like his second half play calling. And I definitely, and, and I definitely, everybody's criticizing Aaron Rodgers uh, for not running for those eight yards. But wait, 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 wait. Thing, hold, hold on. He oh, ahead, is truly believing at that point that they are in four-down territory. And mm-hmm. so when that field goal unit came on, he probably was devastated. But I've seen Aaron Rodgers wave the field goal unit off before, and that was the time to do it. I would have took a delayed game trying to stay on that field before you got me off right there because I know. I told Hill and I said it, and AJ too later on, <laughs> but uh, – Hill and I said, like, you cannot give Brady the ball back right now. You just cannot unless you get some points first. Okay. I, I want to get to two of the, I'm going to answer both of these questions simultaneously, and then I'm going to get to my point if I remember it. So, Eric said that, that game was Green Bay's to win, and they dropped the ball big time, especially on the last series. I can't say it was Green Bay's game to win, and they, they dropped the ball. Because they, they started off, like, it was, what, 28 to 10? Yeah, but they got back in it, man. Okay, but you can't say it was their game's win. Well, like, they, they had a chance. Had they been, had they been up 28 to 10, then I would have been like, okay, this is their game to win. Mm. Remember, Aaron Jones fumbled the game right out the huddle. Right I mean, out, right out the halftime. Right out the halftime. And so it's just like, okay, regardless, you still – you in a deficit and you trying to catch back up. And then with Mark – with Cannon – like, well, Big Cannon, Marcus Cannon. Yeah. He wouldn't have made it. Even he if Aaron – even if Aaron, even if Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have made it, guess what? It's not a it's not a it's not an eight yard uh, fourth and goal. It's a three yard fourth yeah, and goal. Yeah. And trust me, I've seen teams. You know, well, remember that um, Devontae Adams versus uh, Jalen Ramsey route? Mm-hmm. That shit is unstoppable. unstoppable. That little that little that little quick that little quick motion. And then even if they think that okay, we've seen that on tape. Guess what? You have that inside man. He's gonna be open. Well, you, you can run like run those whip routes. So well, they, they ran that they ran that play early in, the, and they put, and they added a wrinkle. I ain't mean to, I ain't mean to cut. He, you went, he, he, broke, it, he broke it on the post, and then Aaron, Aaron missed the throw. He went no, make the slant, no. went post, missed the throw. No, he that. he brought the um they brought the motion back. Oh yeah, Remember, he uh-huh. brought the motion back. And then he went back, and then he he sprint back. They 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 added a wrinkle towards it because they they figured it was gonna be game plan, and that and Carlton Davis was on that thing. Like yeah, no, so, he was. I, I, I'm not saying it wasn't unstoppable. I'm, I'm, hey. I agree with they should have, you know, they should have went with. Right. It. Hey, 
Kevin King, Kevin, Kevin King was looking like Carlton point. Davis on Tyreek Hill. But Boy, no, you still had, had a, a point, AJ. He had a day. What'd you say? You you answered the two questions that you were supposed to come back to your point. You know he forgot it. Hey, bro, like I I, I gave you a warning. Like why you mm-hmm. ain't hey, look? I, just, three, I wanted to three know. Three man weave. To, I, the ball ain't supposed to touch the floor. When I, I moved on, you were supposed to realize <laughs> this motherfucker don't know what mm-hmm. he was. I, I I had no faith in in the, in the boy. The moment he said, oh, "I hope I don't forget it," oh, he forgot it, bro. I answered two questions. You yeah. want me to do a third thing? Come on, man. Yeah, like, that's too much. You so mad dream. So mad dream, man. But I mean, you know, and then you know. You know, he pulled a little, you know, got a little emotional after the game. You know, then he backtracked it today, you know, on Tuesday on Pat McAfee's show. I still ain't listen to my guy, Pat. I actually I actually don't listen to a whole bunch of people. But Pat, that's I, an entertaining ass show. Like, so I do, I, like I, I, I do like Pat. That is and yeah. I actually do, like, I, I've never not liked Aaron Rodgers, but it actually gave me a, a greater respect for Aaron Rodgers just to be, see him so candid and answer questions where it's not, you know, quarterback slash coach speak. He really like he really talked to you on that show, and so um, I haven't listened to it yet because I mean I have a job and shit. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that I can understand why he said it. Maybe possibly because technically it's not in your future. Because in the mean, like within that moment, you think I mean I don't know what's gonna happen because guess what they did draft my replacement. So they could they could be like you know what we we so, we, we to? like come on but, but, now. but that's what I'm saying like they well, I mean no yeah I I can expect them not to draft your replacement because wow. how many teams bro, how bro. many teams have we how many teams have we seen it's not football. draft a replacement but it's football I it's football but, but, bro but that, but okay but when he but and that's what I'm saying so you know if they draft your replacement I can see why I don't know what my future holds what what do they decide they can be like you know what Aaron. We think we sold out for this year. We like what we seen from Jordan in practice. We can move on from you. So maybe in the heat of the moment, it's like, okay, cool. yeah. They, Are we doing factor cap today? Because I nah, we go, we go yeah, we ain't gonna do factor cap today. Unless you got some, we, I got, we ain't got, I got one. Go ahead. I got one, and it's, oh, it's wait, wait, wait. I mean, are, 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 so are, are we going to do this? Let's, do it, we gonna do, it. Let's do it. If we're going to do it, we got to do it right. Yeah, come on it is a, it is time for America's favorite game show. Fact <laughs> or cut. All right, see, that was that was very quick. It seems a lot longer than that. Eric, go, go ahead. Eric, go, 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 ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so this is my guy, the uh, one Perry from the Facebook group. He he wanted me to get this one on. That's so, my guy. And it's a, and it's a quote from Mike Wilbon. So it, it got validity. You feel me? Uh-huh. Now, my reaction is Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. I go as high as 70% chance that we seen Aaron Rodgers last snap in Green Bay. Mike Wilbon, fact or cap? So I'm going to say cap because he went 70%. That is, to me, that's a lot. And to me, I, I, I don't know what they have plans for, but if this was, if this was New England, I'd say fact. But to me, seventy percent chance that Aaron Rodgers has played his last snap with after most likely being the MVP. Mm-hmm. That's cap. That's cap. I think it's cap also. 
based off what the the organization has said this week. They saying we they the coach and and the owner have already said, bro, you can unless you retire. Hey, now how many times have we just seen the organization cap? A lot of times, okay. and they ask it's gonna cap. Okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna okay. go with fact. Right. I'm gonna go with fact because okay, boom. Aaron Jones is it gonna be a free agent? Mm-hmm. It may not bring him back. He already, like you say, everybody made a big old fuss that he doesn't have a lot of wide receiver weapons outside of Devontae Adams. So if he doesn't, so if Aaron's gonna put the um the feet to the fire for them to you know go for the gusto and actually get him get him more weapons, actually go for it like temp, like kind of like Tampa Bay did, mm-hmm. and and then they don't do that, then he's gonna you know he gonna leave. He gonna force his hand out of there. And that's a fact. Okay, I'm going with fact. I, I respect that. And Will I, respect Bar- that. I mean, Will Bond not known for capping. Mike Green with Mike Greenberg. On um, get up this morning said he's never seen a quarterback drafted in the first round, and the veteran that's 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 over him. They stay. They yeah. always go. Yeah, Joe Montana. Yeah, I said that horrible. I said yeah. that horrible. But you did. You should. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Drew Brees. You struggled with that yep. one, boy. Justin <laughs> Herbert. Well, not Justin Herbert. And, Ty, and Tyrod. But even, yep. but I, I don't I don't count that because I mean we talking about kind of like upper echelon. It don't even, you know, yeah, I fuck, it don't matter. But like you said, the, the veteran in place yeah. don't never stay long. Mm-hmm. Shit, RG RG three and Kirk Cousins and them motherfuckers was in the same draft. <laughs> yeah, because there was yeah. no veteran. Like, that's what I've been saying for years. Is Washington don't have a quarterback, bro. Like I, we've been in quarterback <laughs> hell, and I've said multiple times, Mark Brunel is the best quarterback that Washington has had in my lifetime. Uh, other Doug Williams was in my lifetime too, but it's like that don't count. That, Campbell, don't, that don't really count because and Jason Campbell, bro. I mean, Jason Campbell was, but he didn't get no – like, we didn't do no playoffs or nothing like that. Like, Mark Brunel Jason really – Jason Campbell needed Hugh once he got the Hugh. Yeah, but but he was, he was he was there. Like, people don't know that. I know. But that, that was wide receivers, though. Yeah, and they didn't respect him back then. Um, yeah. The Pro Bowl has become pointless, especially after what they're doing this year. Fact. Pro Bowl been pointless, pointless for, like, yeah. the past, like, six, seven, ten years, man. I can't even hold you. <laughs> you know when the after, Pro Bowl used after, to be after, lit? After Sean Taylor hit that punter, Pro Bowl was dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah they like, I ain't going but out there no more. before that, man, they used to do the fastest man competition. They used to have events that was kind of like NBA All-Star Weekend. Fastest yeah, what man happened to that? Used to have, the quarterbacks used to have to drop the ball into the moving targets and all of that. Yeah. And it was exciting, bro. And then they canceled all of that and just did a game where people are going halfway. And it's like it's you know, like a glorified 7-on-7. Seven seven. Okay, so I know we talk about the Pro Bowl being dead, but you know what really killed the Pro Bowl? When they moved that shit to Orlando. Yeah, it should have stayed in Hawaii. Bro, I'm a millionaire. I'm a, I'm a millionaire. I I'll, take a free tri- I'll take a free trip to Hawaii. Listen. I'm not taking no... Bro, I'm, I, I play in Tampa two times a year. Like, why the... Why the fuck am I gonna go to Orlando? Like I can go, I can go, I can go to Orlando. Like I'm a grown ass man. I'm not gonna go. They need to put the Pro Bowl in Tulum. I guarantee you, (laughs) they put the Pro Bowl in Tulum. (laughs) That shit is lit. Fact the cap, Tampa playing at home gives them a huge advantage. Facts. Even though it's not gonna be painted 
It's the stadium. I'm saying cap. It's not I'm the definitely doing cap. I'm saying fact because you get to be in your real locker room. You get to run out of your tunnel. You get to be on your sideline. It's something about that. And the only thing that's going to be different is the logo. Like, you're going to have one end zone that's still yours. The middle of the field logo is different. But that is your home field. You know you know how it feels. You know how to run on it. You know the, you know the spots. It's got to have some advantage. It's their building, bro. Then just because of the Super Bowl. No, I'm not saying it's going to help them win. But I think it provides some type of mental advantage. I you think it would have I, I'm gonna go. I think it would it would have been effective if actual fans, fans would have been there. Isn't there gonna be some fans though? It, oh, but it ain't gonna be all and, 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 fans. And, 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 and Rodgers said Kenan, just those Kenan. little bit of fans made a difference, man. After Kenan. having no fans all. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just said a little bit of fans made a difference, but he's not playing in the Super Bowl. The Saints. The Saints have one of the best home field advantages. Guess what? They just had a little bit of fans. They not playing in the Super Bowl. Seattle Seahawks, they got a whole name for their fans. I can see that. Guess what? It's just a little bit of them. They not playing in the Super Bowl. But that's, that's a good that's, point. Put Ross, that, that, put Ross up there. That's a good point. They get to sleep at home, bro. If that ain't an advantage, I don't know what the hell is. It Green, would Green, be if they wasn't there all week. Bro, get Green Green Bay just got to sleep at they home. Gonna, they gonna be and at they home. Stay, and they, they stay in there. Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay slept at home, and they they not finna travel. Yeah, they not traveling I mean, to Tampa. I listen, I ain't saying guarantees them a win. I, I said some type of mental advantage, bro. Sleeping in your bed is better than in, almost anything in the world, bro. You Let's was in ninety nine with your picks. I ain't know how hey. you was feeling. I ain't know how you okay. was feeling. <laughs> but see, I can't I can't really agree with sleeping in your bed because to me. Hotel sex is better than my bed sex, so I would much rather be in a hotel. Shit, I hotel. I don't know what. Yeah, hotel sex is definitely better. Hotel hotel sex is better than home sex, and this this ain't this ain't the bubble. They not this ain't the bubble. <laughs> they about dead time for me because it don't matter, bro. I'm finna perform, bro. <laughs> Marcus can't put cap up there. <laughs> hey, look, hey, I, I, I have, I have no uh, more fact than caps. Uh, I think we gotta end it on. <laughs> yeah, we gotta end it on that one. Oh man, y'all, oh, funny, man. man. Oh, that was hilarious. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Pineapples, man. You gotta while have a cold. Gotta we, have a cold word. While we still old, fact the cap, Jake. What's Paul y'all cold? What's y'all cold word? I don't. I'm not I saying don't. that on here. Y'all ain't never had nobody crazy enough to get a cold word. Fact the cap. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Paul is gonna win his next fight against he, that MMA fighter. He gonna get his ass whooped. He gonna he gonna look like cap. Nate Robinson. Cap. What? Now that's no. I'm saying about. Hold on, what? Phrase yeah, question yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all right. Y'all both had cap. Yeah. Cap. I think he's going to win. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. cap, bro. Because what you, it's just like Nate Robinson trying to venture into a sport that's not his. Yes, you've been successful a little bit with throwing your hands in boxing. But what do you, you don't know anything about any jujitsu. You don't no, know no, no, no. About, it's, it's, a, it's a MMA, it's, like, it's, it's a boxing match. It's boxing. But, he, but, but he's still going to get his ass whooped because oh, it's he's a boxer. Because he, he, like, he talked too much bo- trash. And he's not boxing. that great of a boxer. Boxing is a part of MMA. He's not that great. And now that was my point. Yeah. He proved against Nate Robinson. He's not a great boxer. 
He just is Nate a just was better a boxer. Nate is not a boxer at all. That's just so, what happened. So, Eric, I, I know you say Ben Askren can't box, but he has had to box against actual MMA fighters, correct? With am two I, ounce, am with I, two ounce glove. Hey, bro, that's the bro. That's the like that it's sports it. should not be legal. It should not be legal. Bro. Me, me and Eric going fat. I'm going fat. JP's here, man. Oh shit! Stop playing with my guy I mean, Jake Paul, bro. I mean, he can talk. He definitely talk that talk. But we time will tell. I'm not sold on him, bro. And like, I'm taking a more experienced fighter. Just period. Because you, you're yeah, still new to fight. you're still new to fight boxing, bro. But I think the fact that we seen. I don't know. Maybe we seen when we seen the Florida Conor McGregor fight might have scorned me because Conor didn't look. You know he, ain't he looked, looked that bad. Good. He looked bad. The only thing you know, that looked good about him was his size compared to Floyd. Yeah, that was it. But, that, but that's my point because Floyd is a like he's. A I know he's a upper, yeah, he can, yeah. Bro, Boxer. Floyd going against Muhammad going against Ali, Connor, bro. Going and, against Connor, who is Connor is a up, he's an upper echelon UFC fighter, but yeah. he ain't no boxer. Like nah. he's not an upper echelon boxer. If anything, he's a brawler. It's a difference from somebody who actually and he falls. He's falling in his UFC status. Let's be real. Oh yeah, I, that I, boy I, got. I think he, he's bro. That meme, hey. <laughs> that meme with him and Eric put it in the chat. I want, I, I want to play. I want to play a game, y'all. The game is guess that person. Who am I? Oh, you Conor McGregor, brother. Sleep, bro. I've never seen someone. He, but he really was sleep knocked, though. Get mm-hmm. get knocked out so comfortably. Yeah, he like, was really sleep. Thank, thank you to the thank you to the heavens. I've never been knocked out, but if I do get knocked yeah, out, I want to get knocked out like that. Like I just, don't. I don't ever want to do it. I don't never want to witness that. Feeling. I want to do the knocking out. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I'm just saying. Hey, you, you know, know what sometimes the, yeah, the, card, the cards ain't always in our favor, and yeah, I talk I talk a lot of shit, so I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, you might want to get a little. Get better acquainted with uh, cash so he can help you out. <laughs> oh nah, trust me. I'm, I may be old, but these these hands still work. Knee, knees, the knees don't, but the hands do. Hey, you need, you need your knees to throw a good punch now, bro. In a street fight, all I need is thirty seconds. That's this it. ain't a three that's minute all round. Gonna, that's all, all, you all, have. all I need is thirty that's seconds. All you have. And, and honestly, bro, I don't even recommend street fights no more, man. Oh nah, bang bang bang, trick or tie cheat. Thank you, bro. Like it's it's not even <laughs> safe out here, bro. <laughs> It's not even safe out here. You know, we don't we don't do that Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but we do be we do be you know what I mean? All I need is <laughs> this right here. Bah. You know what I'm saying? 300. 300. Before we <laughs> bye, bye. Up, before we picked up dirt, you feel well, me? Well, we had a, you know, we had a couple of things on the docket that we can we're going to table cuz we got a long all season that we can get to it. You know, I want to uh give a special thanks to our guy Cashes. Uh, this is episode ninety four. Y'all know y'all catch us on all major podcast platforms: Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast dot three dot man dot weave at gmail dot com. AJ perfectly tried to mess me up on that one. You know no, I messed I, up early. I'm, I know, I, but I'm sorry because I wanted to do this at the beginning, but I didn't want to make it heavy. Um, can all of you guys tomorrow go to my Instagram page at Mister underscore Williams twenty one? A friend of mine, her son was actually murdered by Virginia State Police. Uh, what we're asking for is everyone call the Commonwealth's Attorney's Office in Goochland. 
the number will be on my page. The email address will be on my page. Can you please call and request that they release the dash cam footage? Um, Xavier Hill was murdered January 9th by Virginia State Police. They said that he led him on a high-speed chase when they directed him to get out the car. He produced a firearm, and then they killed him. The dash cam footage, according to his mother, shows that he was compliant. His hands were in the air, and they did kill him while his hands were in the air. So all I'm asking for you is I'm not asking you to believe anything that I'm saying. I'm not asking you either to say this is right or wrong. All I'm asking you is to call the Commonwealth's attorney office and demand that the dash cam footage is released and then we can move from there. So please, if you guys can do that, once again, just go to my page, Mr. Underscore Williams 21 on Instagram, or you can go to my Facebook page if you don't have Instagram, A-J-E-T-T-E-R dash Williams on Facebook. You can find all the information there and we can move forward. Thank you. And uh, rest in peace to Hank Aaron, man. A hero. And yes, a rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I jumped off the porch, then I jumped in the booth. I used to ride 10 speeds, now I got a new coupe. Yup, young nigga humble, but I play it all cool. But don't think this shit a game, I push on the news. Yup, choppers on us, put some choppers on you. Yeah, the beans red and green, but them bankroll blue. Got a bad bitch, she got a bankroll too. Y'all be popping my shit, she be popping shit too. Hating ass niggas tryna watch my moves. Ice and bling, but the Glock go boom. Capping ass niggas can't do what I do. Big Glock bitch, and you know how I do it. These dog ass hoes can't fool me. I got them all choosing, got them wanna chew me. Diamond dancing on me like Uzi. Chop kick Bruce Lee, pulling up too deep. With my 223, it's a baby chopper, I rock your ass too sleep. I been sipping codeine, this shit got me too geeky. Too geek. I been sipping codeine, half a like two weeks Smoking on some strong, your shit too weak Fucking up the ozone, burning so many trees Play, you can get burned too yeah, Young nigga straight at the South Memphis Zoo uh, And I don't play by the rules I know a nigga blessed, then again, I'm a goon Big ass stick, I clear out the room I clear out your block when I bring out the broom Big ass stick, I clear out the room I clear out your block when I bring out the broom I jumped off the porch, then I jumped in the booth I used to ride 10 speeds, now I got a new coupe Young nigga humble, but I play it all cool But don't think this shit a game, I push on the news Yup, choppers on us, put them choppers on you Yeah, the beans red and green, but them bankrolls blue Got a bad bitch, got a bankroll too Y'all be popping my shit, she be popping shit too Yup, heat on my side, don't test my cool I fight up, but would it go straight to the moon These niggas cap about a lot of shit that they do I miss the Glock, nigga, I'll take you to school I never trust a bitch, that's some shit I can't do Nah, nigga, that's some shit I can't do I never chase a bitch, that's some shit I can't do Yeah, cause I'm too busy chasing loot I'm all out with smoking doobies like Snoop Yeah, I'm playing with the blue shit I should've went to Duke Yeah, Glock be the name and I do what I do If you think this shit a game, then you must be a fool <laughs> Yeah, you must be a fool I got a bag on me, I put a bag on you Yeah, put a bag on him too Nigga, if I was you, I'd be mad at me too hey, I jumped off the porch, then I jumped in the booth I used to ride 10 speeds, now I got a new coupe Yeah, young nigga humble, but I play it all cool But don't think this shit a game, I push on the news Yeah, choppers on us, put some choppers on you Yeah, the beans red and green, but them bankroll blue 
Got a bad bitch, she got a bankroll too. Y'all be popping my shit, she be popping shit too. Hating ass niggas tryna watch my moves. Ice and bling, but the Glock go boom. Yeah. Capping ass niggas can't do what I do. Yeah. Big Glock bitch, and you know how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. These dog ass hoes can't fool me. I got them all choosing, got them wanna chew me. Yeah. Diamond dancing on me like Uzi. Chop, keep Bruce Lee. Pulling up too deep. Uh, uh, with my two 